What's going on, everybody? This is Mark Smith for FreeAdmissionFR.com with Raw in 5 Minutes or So, the July 23rd edition of the 1,000th episode of Raw. Uh, overall, a really good show, I thought. And um, when it comes down to it, I, I think that it's going to be the peak of the three-hour shows, really, because you had a bit of everything that the fans liked. Um, so I, I, and there's some promise going forward with a few things, but we'll get to that. Uh, to start off, they had a really nice video package showcasing the history of Raw. Uh, they followed it with Mr. McMahon coming out, which I thought was a nice little touch, even though, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't happy with who, he, what kind of person he is outside of the ring. He's very over inside of it. Uh, he introduces D-Generation X, which is Triple H and HBK. They tease that there's, uh, people missing, that it feels like they're, they forgot something. So, they bring out Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and X-Pac, which was absolutely awesome for me. I'm glad they finally did this. It's a true D-Generation X reunion. Uh, Road Dog does his intro, which got over great. Uh, they had a little bit of uh, Triple H doing his shtick. Uh, they were going to have HBK and Mr. Ass go back and forth over who was going to do it. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. But Damian Sando comes out. He calls them degenerates, which of course they are. It cuts in actually a pretty good promo. Uh, ends up getting super kicked and pedigreed. DX poses over him. I think that going forward, if he uses the martyr line a little bit and references the fact that he's in the ring with DX, it could be a, a good thing for him. But overall, people will say he got buried. But I think it was fine. He got some time to talk and get his name out there on Raw in the first segment, which people were checking out. Uh, following that, we saw that Jim Ross was coming out for commentary. Assumed it was going to be for the whole night. Uh, turns out it was just for this next match, which was Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara, and Sheamus versus Chris Jericho, Dolph Ziggler, and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, we didn't get a match to start it. We went to commercial. When we came back, Dolph was beating up Sin Cara. He tags in Jericho. Jericho does the same. Alberto does the same on Sin Cara. Uh, there was a nice little spot fest here to end it off where each guy got a little bit in before uh, Jericho got hit by a, uh, by Dolph who, in the middle of a move. And this is setting off their feud going forward, which is one of the things I mentioned in the beginning of the show that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Jericho then eats a broke kick from Sheamus, and that's that. Sheamus ends up winning the match for his team. Uh, when we come back, we realize that JR's gone. And we see that Charlie Sheen is going to be on Skype throughout the night giving us his little tidbits. Um, I didn't write down or like memorize anything he had to say. Um, so I kind of just tuned out, so I apologize. I remember most of the show verbatim, but, um, he, he was involved in an angle later on, but we'll get to that. Uh, they show AJ and Layla backstage. Layla asks AJ if she's ready, if she really wants to get married. AJ bugs out asking why people call her crazy. She opens the door and she says, look at these guys, they're crazy. And it starts off with Hacksaw, uh, R-Truth and Piper playing jump rope with little Jimmy. And the highlight of the night, maybe one of the, of the few, but... Mae Young shows up with a grown-up hand, and it just lost my mind, and I just wish Mark Henry was there, because that would have been a great, great, great angle that they just could have completely encapsulated, but it was just funny to see, and um, that's how the segment ended. Layla ended up walking off, so AJ is still going on to get married. Uh, in the squash of the night, Jack Swagger versus Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay brings out Dolph, uh, not Dolph, dude, dude Love to dance, and Jack Swagger ends up getting killed in like 30 seconds. So, Dude Love dances after. The fans go home happy. Brodus Clay wore a terrible tights of the American flag, which is awful. And this is where we got to the 9 o'clock hour, uh, where most people would usually be turning in. We get Brian and AJ's wedding. Flick comes out, and he's going to do the ceremonies. I thought he was great. He dealt with the what chance like a pro. 
He just kept saying things over and over again and getting himself over, which was great. Uh, everything seemed to be going smoothly, and then they both say yes, but AJ says that she she accepted another man's proposal, and Vince McMahon's music hits. Uh, Vince comes out and he says, wait up, Brian, I, it wasn't that kind of proposal, and AJ's the new GM. So I guess they have no further plans for her to wrestle. Uh, I guess she's just going to go on and continue to be uh, a major storyline figure, really, I guess. Uh, Brian starts to trash the the, the wedding stuff, and uh, he, it goes to commercial. When we come back, he's still in the ring. He's getting pissed off at referees, and CM Punk's music kicks. It basically just comes out to seem like he's going to rub it in Brian's face that, you know, Brian was trying to be with AJ the whole time. Uh, Brian gets pissed off, says he's the greatest of all time, and this leads to The Rock coming out, his much publicized return to Raw. He says that uh, the fans, not Daniel Bryan, get to say who the greatest of all time is, and he also mentions that he's going to get a world title shot, a WWE title shot, at Royal Rumble. So he wishes CM Punk well. Um, basically, they go back and forth, and before it's all said and done, Brian just gets in the, into both men's faces, he eats a rock bottom from The Rock, and The Rock and Punk have a stare down, leading to, of course, some foreshadowing that will be leading to the main event. Um, after the commercial, they had another legend come up, which was Bret Hart. It was great. He, inter he introduced the Intercontinental title match, which is Christian versus The Miz. Uh, I didn't really pay much attention to this match, honestly, but I did know that The Miz won the Intercontinental title, so congrats to him. Uh, I, I hope the match was good. Um, after this, we had a great segment, which was, of course, fueled by Paul Heyman and Stephanie McMahon, but Triple H came out, he wanted Brock to come. Brock, uh, Heyman came out, said Brock's not coming, talks about Triple H's family, which pisses him off. Uh, he says, don't do it again. Uh, Heyman goes to do it again, and then Stephanie McMahon comes out. Uh, she says that all of Paul's failures are what fueling the lawsuits, his failures in WCW, ECW, and when he was in WWE. Steph slaps Heyman once. Uh, so much so that it pisses off Heyman to make the, ma the match with Brock and Triple H at SummerSlam. So, I, I believe Heyman said another comment right after that about, like, how she always gets what she wants and how the kids always get what she wants. And she goes after Heyman. Uh, Brock's music hits. He comes out and him and Triple H brawl until Triple H ends up standing tall in the middle of the ring. So, let me just say that Paul Heyman and Stephanie McMahon have got me more excited for this match than Triple H and Brock Lesnar have. And I'm sure that's the way it is for a lot of people. Uh, which was another weird thing that came out on this show was the timing of stuff. Like, they had Austin and McMahon had a video package. And um, it was it was like obvious that they were going to go to Heath Slater. And maybe Austin was going to be there. And they teased that he was going to be there the whole night. Uh, when we came back, we saw that Santino and Hornswoggle were giving out Brawling Buddies, the new toys that, uh, that you know, WWE is pushing now. And Howard Finkel shows up to announce that Heath Slater's coming out. So Heath Slater was coming out after the, the Austin thing, leading to everybody thinking it was going to be Austin. Um, he challenges anyone to a no-DQ match, and Lita accepts. Uh, Slater's like, nah, you're just a chick, you can't do that. Um, she's like, don't worry, I brought out protection. So she brings out the APA. And uh, Bradshaw and uh, Farouk, or Ron Simmons, however you want to call them, they came out to the ring. Uh, Slater's like, I'm out of here. He tried to bail. All the legends came out. It was actually really cool to see them all there. They forced Slater into the ring. Uh, Lita gives him a twist of fate. Bradshaw hits him with the clothesline from hell. And after that, it was just, uh, Lita going for a moonsault, and she won. The legends stand tall. It was a great little moment. Um, thought everybody did something well, and kudos to Slater for selling that clothesline so well. But he had no choice. He was getting hit in the face regardless. Uh, 
right off of that, we go to another legend, Sean Mooney, which actually shocked a lot of people. Uh, he was with Daniel Bryan. So Daniel Bryan getting major FaceTime with people. Uh, Bryan was pissed over Charlie Sheen on Skype saying something about him and said that he would, he would slap the yes block on him if he was here. Uh, let, later on, I'll just say it now that Charlie Sheen retorted saying that if he's ever in Los Angeles, he can come and see him. It's not hard to find. So maybe they're leading to that for SummerSlam for Brian. But uh, somebody else they don't have a lot of plans for, Zack Ryder. Uh, he's with Mean Gene and Cena. Talk about GTV. Uh, the Rock comes up. Mean Gene and Zack Ryder hit the road. Uh, they talk about uh, the WWE title. Cena is like, you know, I, I'm going to be the champion. Rock wishes him luck, and he's like, I'd love to see us face off at, at uh, Royal Rumble. So another tease for that. Um, after that, we had it was like really getting down to like 11 o'clock at this point. So Kane came out, but before anything could happen, Jinder Mahal, Kurt Hawkins, Tyler Rex, Hunico, Drew McIntyre, and I believe Camacho came out. Um, right before they could attack Kane, after they said they were going to take what was theirs, Undertaker's music hits. Uh, he comes to the ring. The fans are going nuts. They beat up everybody. They do uh, choke slams and tombstones at the same time on Hawkins and Hunico. And uh, that's that. Nice little moment for the Brothers of Destruction. I made a comment that they were a little too touchy-feely, a little close to each other, but just let that be. And for our main event, WWE Championship, where Cena was cashing in his money in the bank, CM Punk versus John Cena. Um, I was actually really looking forward to this match. I was very happy to see that they were going to do it on Raw, and the fact that I heard they were going to go until 11.30 made me happy when they started at like 11. But uh, there was not really much to say about this match. Big Show came out, he beat up John Cena while the referee was down at one point, left uh, CM Punk to think whether he was going to go get the referee and win. Uh, he debated over it, and eventually he went and woke up the referee, brought him into the ring, tried to pin Cena, which is a very heel move, and Cena kicks out. Um, CM Punk goes for the go to sleep, he ends up in the STF, Big Show ends up coming back out, and uh, causes the disqualification, so Cena loses his cash in. And uh, CM Punk is just sitting there, he's just watching, and all of a sudden the Rock's music hits. Uh, Punk gets out of the ring, Rock runs by him, Rock takes out Big Show, lays him out with Spine Buster, and is going for the people's elbow. When Punk jumps back in and lays him out with a clothesline, and then goes for a go to sleep and hits it on the Rock, and that's how we end Raw. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm actually really pissed off that the match didn't happen. And I think it could have been classic, it could have solidified Punk as a good champion. And I think him going heel is going to be great because he'll pull it off. I, I think I'm glad that he's getting featured as the top guy. But they could have featured him as the top guy with a clean win over John Cena. And the moment Big Show came out and then they started to tease that, C that you know, CM Punk wasn't going to be a fair, get a fair win, I was like, this is stupid. But um, if they can capitalize it, saying that Punk is actually looking forward to The Rock at Royal Rumble and they can build that match, that's great. But... That, as it stands, I was not happy with how they did a bait and switch on the main event and didn't give us what we wanted, but it's fine. Overall, great show. Uh, I definitely recommend to check out basically the whole show. It, there's not really one thing I can pick out that you should go see. Just watch everything. There's a lot of highlights, and it's a really good ode if you're an old wrestling fan or new. Um, this is going to be the last episode overall in five minutes or so, uh, because as I mentioned, the three hours coming up, it's literally too much wrestling to watch and uh the show's not going to get any better from here so I, I also saw that there are people doing videos of raw in about five minutes and stuff like that and the guy's terrible and i, I don't want to be associated with him and of course if you follow me you know that we got 
hashtag R-I-F-M-O-S, raw in five minutes or so, trending on some tailored trends for like a second. Uh, so I figured today's as good a day to cancel it, just stop the show right now, call it, call it even and just say we, we, we've done a lot. It was a fun time since January. Um, I want to say thank you to anybody who hashtagged that stuff tonight. I know I was annoying as fuck, but really, really happy to say that I'm going 13 minutes on this and I don't care. And this is going to be the last episode. So once again, thank you to Big Rat 310. Uh, Jerome Cousin from PW Ponderings, uh, Ben Turpin, JP Nichols, Tim Bridges, um, this guy Benny, I don't follow him, uh, typical ROH fan, and, uh, anybody who ever listened to the show, checked it out, you know, retweeted anything, Asian Tony, Asian Tony, I don't know your real name, I'm sorry, but you always retweeted me and I appreciated it very much. And to anyone who ever listened, retweeted, just suggested it to a friend, uh, complimented me, said something that, you know, you didn't like about the show. I truly thank you. It was a lot of fun to do this, but it's got time to call it a day. So for the last time, subscribe to Free Admission at Free Admission FR on Twitter on iTunes because we are still going to do stuff and I will still be a part of it. Um, like us on Facebook and like I said, follow us on Twitter at Free Admission FR. You can follow me at Pod Johnny Ringo and, uh, thank you again. Um, that, that's really it. Thank you.